One of the things I hear a lot of wives calling their husbands out on is spiritual leadership, even in marriages that aren't particularly distressed. And this isn't a subject we've tackled before, so I thought it would be good to look at on today's show so that we can give husbands some help on how to move forward in this area of married life. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to OYF.support. Once again, that website is OYF.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have an exhorting and encouraging episode for you this week. This is episode number 164, and today we're going to be talking about how to do spiritual leadership in your marriage. Hey there. Before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed how pornography impacts marriages. So it's definitely worth going back and checking out. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. Yes. And remember, if you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound, research-based advice, and most of all, we offer hope. Mm -hmm. So let's get into this topic for Linda of spiritual modeling and leadership as a husband. And I guess also flowing from that of father. I know in our marriage for the longest time, the spiritual leadership would look more like you prodding and me obliging, Mm -hmm. which is no criticism of you, but just reflects my own reluctance, Mm -hmm. insecurities probably. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the irony of it too, like I'm wanting you to take the lead. So I'm prodding you to take the lead. Like it just doesn't work. Well, this is why couples go in circles on this. Uh Uh-huh. Because I don't think we're the only folks that struggle with this one or struggle. No. Well, it's amazing to me, like on the surveys we put out, Yeah, how this comes up over and over. Yeah, it does come up over and over. So we probably overdo dealing with it, but mm-hmm. here we are, are 164 episodes <laughs> later and we're taking it on. Yes. So when I talk to guys about this, there's a lot of reasons why we do not show spiritual leadership. And I probably don't even talk about it enough either. But one is not knowing what to do. That can be a challenge. Mm-hmm. It's like the blank look, right? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of just looking at your body language here and you have your hands all tucked in my your armpits. <laughs> yeah, and you're all closed up. I need my soother. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to let it all hang loose here. Are you ready for this? Okay. All right. So it can also feel like a huge task and one that you're not qualified for. Okay, yeah. Don't know where or how to start. It feels awkward sometimes. Like spirituality is often a very private relationship with God. And now you're being called to live that out in front of other people that know you very well. Mm -hmm. That touches on the authenticity piece. Yeah. Perhaps the spiritual leadership that you saw as a child was unattractive because it was dry or maybe it was hypocritical or just unpleasant. Right. Yeah. So you're kind of turned off. You just don't want to be that. Yeah. And so you're not doing it at all. Then there's the huge issue of just feeling like I don't have it all together enough to lead myself. How am I supposed to lead you? Hmm. Uh-huh. That's where the insecurity piece comes in. Okay. So I just mentioned these to help understand that there can be a lot of reasons why it's hard to do this whole spiritual leadership thing. I, I think a big one is just feeling like you're being called to something that you aren't. Like be a spiritual leader. Well, I don't feel like one. Oh, okay. And not many guys wake up in their marriage one day thinking, okay, I finally feel like a spiritual leader today. Where's hmm. my spiritual leader t-shirt? <laughs> right? Yeah. So let's unpack this and then give some guidance on it. Okie dokie. Starting with this part, a study in in 99 looked at nearly 100 married couples and examined the effects of joint spiritual activities compared to individual spiritual activities and beliefs. 
they looked at how this impacted marriage and they found that the benefits included closer integration of faith into the marriage. No surprise there. So this is the benefit of joint spiritual activities. Over just over doing individual. your own things okay. separately. Okay. Yeah. There was more perceived benefits to the marriage. So that's more about the perception. Okay. People thought this is helping their marriage more than doing it separately. Okay. There was less conflict. Huh. More verbal collaboration. Really? And a better ability to discuss disagreements. Oh. And this came from shared activities like prayer, worship, spiritual discussion, mission or charity work, and church attendance as a couple. Hmm. So it is great to note that doing these things that seem unrelated actually have these tangible benefits inside of marriage. Yeah. Like it's impacting all these other areas, right? Yeah. And as I kind of say from time to time, there's enough struggles in life. Like why not chip in another thing to give yourselves an advantage? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now, how do you get started with spiritual leadership? And I think that the, the biggest barrier to getting started properly is the belief that you have to have it all together before you can show up and be a spiritual leader. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Like, I know this is an issue for me. I'd like to feel like I'm an expert before I try something that I think, I guess that's part perfectionism. It's part shame-based self-identity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But most importantly, it's about having impossible standards. I I need to have it all together spiritually before, before I do this. Right. And I think a lot of us guys do this to ourselves. Right. But what's so ironic about this is if you stop and think about it in terms of the Christian faith, if you wake up one morning and you think to yourself, I am definitely qualified to be a spiritual leader. At that moment, you're probably disqualified, mm-hmm. right? Because <laughs> yeah. it's really a pride-based self-assessment that okay. you're awesome okay. and now you're ready to, to be humble like <laughs> spiritual people are, right? So maybe instead of thinking that we have to lead this from a place of accomplishment and expertise, why not approach it as a shared journey together? As in, I don't know how, let's figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Like just one person's driving. Yeah, maybe. But we're all in the car. Together. Trying to figure out where to go. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So we're going to share the map. And so Men instead don't of, use maps. Instead of... Uh, Sorry. <laughs> that's a separate discussion. For the <laughs> yeah. Should not have thrown that in there. Yeah, don't even start. <laughs> so instead of doing this because you have it all together spiritually, why not do this because you'd like to bring your wife and children with you as you figure out how to grow spiritually? See, there's a yeah. shift in starting point and direction there, right? Okay. And as part of this, you need to believe that God is actively at work in your marriage. And that marriage, including yours, is sacred. So he's invested in this journey of growth and discovery as well. These are factors that actually weigh into making this a successful approach. Okay. And what happens here is this subtle but important shift from needing to model accomplishment or perfection towards realizing that you just need to model curiosity and humility and discovery. As in, we're going to go figure this out. Yeah. And I think that helps you get past yourself. It gets past focusing on your own limitations. And it gets you into believing that there's a higher purpose and a sense of meaning for your life and for your marriage. And then you just going to let's stumble towards that as a couple, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So much less pressure. Instead of asking you to be something, we're just talking about initiating something. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a good starting point for spiritual leadership. Yeah. It's just initiating. Now, once again, we created a bonus guide for our patrons. This one is like a spiritual exercise program. It actually looks at several different aspects of your current spiritual condition. And they're great questions in this. It really helps you to understand where your strength and growth areas are now. And from that, you can start working with your spouse on growing together. And I worked hard to make sure it isn't just some setting some super high spiritual standards that you feel like you're failure right off the bat. Oh, that's good. All you need is Jesus Christ as your savior and a willingness to follow him. That's the only prerequisite. And you can get this excellent exercise. Start working on it today by becoming a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. And we'll just take a quick 60 second break to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? 
Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about getting started with spiritual leadership. Now, the exercise available to our patrons really goes into the practical detail, but let's just cover off the high-level issues here, Verlinda, as a foundation for that work. Okay. I think the first thing to note is that spiritual leadership requires authentic love. And we need to realize that one thing all of us husbands are doing or need to be doing every day is learning how to love our wives better. Because things change. Life changes. We change. Circumstances change. And so we're in this constant state of flux. And what I notice, maybe because this really has been us lately, like the change thing, is that it's easy for my fuse to shorten and I stop loving you the way you should be loved. Hmm. But this is a good thing. The change, I mean, is a good thing, right? Okay. Because now marriage becomes a crucible for refining the quality of love that I'm showing you. Like we have to make it work between us. Okay. Okay. And so when I snap at you, I have to both apologize for that. And then I also have to stop and pause and really self-reflect about what's going on inside me that I'd be willing to snap at the most important, most valued person in my life. Mm-hmm. What? That's just so sweet. Well, yeah, it is. But the point is that I don't want to do it again. Or yeah. at least I hope I don't want to do it again. Like, how will I know for my own sake that you're going to get a better version of me if I don't stop and think about what's going on? Right. Right. Okay. So... That the snap behavior doesn't make sense. It's not relevant to who you are or how I should see you. Okay. And so I have to understand what's going on. Like, am I not taking care of myself? Am I not meeting your emotional or practical needs somehow? So maybe you're kind of calling that from me in a way and I'm getting impatient with that, whereas I should be responding to it in a better way. Something is off if my behavior is off, like something's not going right. Okay. So it just kind of comes back to this authentic love piece where we have to go inside and examine ourselves because spiritual leadership, again, it's not about being perfect, but about catching those imperfect moments and taking them back into the presence of God and asking for sanctification. Mm. That's the process of spiritual growth, of character formation. If this then like these incidents that happen in marriage, these interactions become a way of identifying areas that I need to grow in and then taking those to God for help. Huh. But that like, doesn't that make you a little bit uncomfortable? What? I guess I'm just thinking like, this isn't just like, oh, oops, I snapped and move on. But it, it takes like, it's a lot of work to go in and like, why am I like this? Why am I doing this? Why yeah. did I respond in this way? What needs to change? Like, right. that's a lot of personal work. Yeah, it is. Uh, but I think it's going to save you a ton of work because if you develop a long-standing pattern of not resolving these things, like you're mm. going to end up needing to do a whole lot more work. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But this, so this isn't necessarily going to be easy. No, 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 I wasn't promising you that. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, to me, like, this is the point though. Like it, if refinement comes, I shouldn't make the same mistake again. 
And now we're on like an upward trajectory where this thing becomes more pleasant and enjoyable over time. Mm, Right now, who doesn't want a marriage like that? Not me. Right. Well, guess what? You can't order that at a fast food restaurant. Right. This takes some work. Time and work and energy. Okay. But it's worth doing. It's part of the journey, right? Yeah. You have to put some energy into it. Now, as part of this... Going back to my car analogy, like you got to fill up your car with gas. Yes. That's the energy inputs. Uh Yep. Now... Is part of this is the prayer thing. That's a big part of this, right? Yeah. I think, and it's been something that we've talked about before. That's been yeah. very interesting to think about. Praying with your spouse is important and it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. And again, referring to our own spiritual experience, it took me a long time to figure out why it was hard for me to pray with you. And I think that when husbands pray with their wives, they're faced with this existential dilemma. This is my oh, theory. My dear. Existential. I just like using that word, even though I'm barely certain of what it means. It sounds like it's something to do with aliens. Uh, not quite. It may be though. No, it doesn't. Well, tell us what it means. Well, it's just like this major life dilemma, like of where you kind of have to really think about the big picture of things. Okay. Okay. So prayer demands that we be completely vulnerable in order to be authentic. Okay. So the dilemma is, do I pray in a comfortable way, which is going to be shallow and not feel very authentic? So I'm not going to really pray about the really personal things that matter, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be comfortable because I'm talking about the easy stuff, like... I don't know, help one of our kids with our exam tomorrow, Lord, her exam right. or whatever, right? Right, okay. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't pray about those things too, but that's kind of outside of us and me and it's it's a shallower... It's not as personal. Yes. Or, so do I pray about those shallow things and not feel very authentic because I'm not dealing with the stuff that matters between us mm-hmm. or between me and God and letting you see that I don't have it all together because I'm praying for help and stuff that I can't figure out. Okay. Or I can just not pray, mm-hmm. which I did quite a bit of. <laughs> Early in our marriage, like just hoping you'd fall asleep and then I'll pray by myself. <laughs> that's hiding. That's hiding, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. So the dilemma, that's the dilemma, right? Either I feel like a heel for not being authentic because I'm I'm faking it at this shallow level of prayer, or I feel like a heel for not being a spiritual leader because I'm waiting till you fall asleep. <laughs> right? This is this is what we guys are doing. Uh-huh. And meanwhile, our beloved wives are just prodding and prodding us. So on top of all this, we get the pursue withdraw cycle going on because they're trying to get this out of us because at some level, I think you guys know that this is an intimate activity. Okay. Like authentic prayer is an intimate activity. If someone's going to really pour out their heart about what they need, like you're going to see into their soul. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what's happening? Well, we're afraid of vulnerability. Sorry, Do you think just... that's more of a guy thing? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. And it wasn't until I realized that what... I didn't want was actually what I most needed that I decided I was just going to have to man up and put my big boy pants on and start praying with you about things that mattered. Mm-hmm. Not to say I still don't struggle to get to the real deal mm-hmm. and not just pray about the shallow stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And also initiating this practice rather than waiting for you to prompt me. And so one of the outcomes of this for Linda is that we get to be more vulnerable together and vulnerability leads to emotional intimacy and emotional intimacy in bed together at the end of the day, well... There may be some unspiritual <laughs> motives there too. Unless, uh-huh. of course, you believe that God is interested in your sexual intimacy as well, which he does care about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this actually ends up going in a good direction. And I would really encourage guys to push through on the on the prayer front. You know, if it's possible, given your work schedules and so on, like go to bed together, kneel beside each other or hold on to each other in bed as you pray and learn to be real in front of God together. That is yeah. a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And I know, Verlin, like we've had some pretty tender moments because of taking this challenge on that we would not have had if we didn't pray. Like it wouldn't have come in a different form, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. So we really owe it to this exercise of forcing, forcing, me forcing myself to get comfortable with praying about things that are vulnerable. Okay. 
So now where do you go from here for this whole spiritual leadership thing? Well, once you're loving each other well and you're praying together, then what you'll find is you have room to talk about the bigger picture things in life. Things like vision and service and purpose, like how you make meaning. Okay. And before God and with his help, how are you going to create legacy together? What are your long-term plans or goals? How do you want to impact your local community or your faith community or the global community? Mm-hmm. Like where, is, where are you guys as a couple going to make a difference? Hmm. And that, so I, this is to me where this whole thing kind of ramps up and really becomes special, right? Right. And so this is that journey that you're talking about. It's this not, is, you know, my husband having it all together and going to go out there and change the world, but it's just starting. It's starting. Together. Yeah. yeah. That's neat. All right. So hopefully that gets uh, some help for husbands to get started with spiritual leadership. If you're not sure where to begin, it's mostly just about beginning. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, an episode for a wife to send to her husband. Yeah, just accidentally leave that one downloaded on his phone, sitting by his bed on his home screen. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes uh, that, that relates back to who should start things. Is that what you're thinking? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes we all need a little prompt, a little kick in yeah. the backside. And... Well, I guess what I'm hoping to Verlinda, today is that this has made it more accessible and attractive because it's not, I'm not saying like, okay, like you need to be the super spiritual guy with a cape. Right. Who does X, Y, Z. And And then you can, when you get to that level, then you can lead spiritually properly at home. It's like, no, let's start from the place of not having it all figured out and not knowing where to go. And let's pray about that first. Yeah. And go from there. Really? Who has it all together? Exactly. Not me. Yeah. I think you're pretty close though. Right. Okay. We can say that to all these people who don't actually know me very well. (laughs) Well, they can come and see. All right. Well, thank you to those of you who became patrons between this recording and our previous one. Thank you to Cheryl. And we also want to shout out a huge thank you to uh, Rocky and Chai. Rocky and Chai? Yeah. Who left us a review on iTunes, November 3rd. Amazing marriage podcast, five stars. I appreciate the scientific research along with the real life application. The hosts take serious topics and bring humor and levity to engage the audience. They genuinely sound like they have fun making the podcast together. We genuinely do. We do. Absolutely. That's what our kids are like. Oh, we heard you laughing again. (laughs) Next week, Caleb. Next week, uh, we're going to talk about loving your spouse's kids. That is an episode for blended families, especially. Oh, okay. Okay. So more of a niche topic, but uh, one actually that we've got asked for quite a number of times. Quite a number of times. Yeah. We need to address that. And I've, I've written this one up. It's actually, there's some really good stuff in there. Like even... Even for us uh, having blended families in our faith community and having a better understanding of the challenges that they face. Okay. Really interesting. Good. Well, that is all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 164. Find out how you can help. Go to oyf.support. Thanks. And we'll see you next week. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.